the billboard story before the billboards. for today I'm actually commuting into the office and you get to come alongside for my ride in don't worry I'm not holding any devices I just clipped on a, a mic I want to tell you the story I thought it was a uh, just a pretty funny story and really sort of a background of how I was brought up in this industry and marketing I think it's something that a lot of you can do uh, and have massive results and so when you want to bring you back to the way beginning of my career and it's the middle of winter in Minnesota. I know we've got, you know, we've got listeners all over the world, uh, but it's the middle of winter. It's, it's somewhere around like January and we just get like 18 inches of snow. I mean, there's so much snow and we had like four or five snowstorms in a row. And back then there used to be a little bit more of the seasonality adjustment in real estate uh, in the, in the Midwest, it just got so cold and so much snow that people are like, I don't want to go out and tour homes. And so I came up with this idea at the time I, I had, I had created a lot of landing pages and, you know, IDX websites were early and, and I was generating a lot of buyers, but I couldn't find any inventory because no one wanted to sell and no one really wanted to buy unless you absolutely had to. So I created this marketing campaign that was, we have a buyer. That's it. Nothing else. Super simple. We have a buyer. I ran it back in the early days of Facebook ads when Facebook ads used to be work super well and, you know, organic posts and got all kinds of traction and had a lot of homeowners that I successfully showed their home and sold their home. But what I decided to do was test out a sign campaign. And let me just describe what this sign campaign actually was. They call them the, the chloroplast signs or the kind of flimsy signs. You know, you can picture them kind of flapping in the wind with the metal H stake below. And so, so these signs are, you know, the, these signs are not that popular, but you'd see them every once in a while for garage sales or, you know, real estate investors trying to buy homes and everything else that they try to do with them. So I create this sign that says we have a buyer. It's got my name, brokerage and phone number. That's it. Super simple. I ordered 10 of them. 10. <laughs> I laugh now. I got hundreds, not thousands of billboards at any given time. And back then, I, you know, I only had the budget for 10, 18 by 24 chloroplast signs. So I strategically put them up. And I get a decent amount of phone calls back then. I mean, the, the internet wasn't the same. Not, not, nothing was really like it is today where, where consumers have so much you know, so many options and so many distractions and attention spans are, are tight. But so, so I get some calls. I'm like, Oh, this is working. So I remember I just, I just like get like two or 300 of them. I mean, that's right away. Boom. This is working. And I've always had that tendency. Like when I, when I can feel that something's working, I'm like, Oh, I got to double down on this right now. But in this case, I like a hundred X did. And so, so I get these signs and this is, this is what's pretty funny. You know, when I mentioned all the snow, okay, picture driving down the road and you've got a stop sign. The snow was all the way up just right below the actual stop sign, the red part of the sign. That's how much snow we had. And, and on the corners and stuff, obviously it was a 
piled a little bit higher from the snowplow drivers and, you know, pushing the snow out of the way off the roads. So it in- increased, you know, sort of the height of the snowbanks. So I get these signs and I'm driving around and I'm sticking them in the snow. Cause I mean that those little eight, those flimsy, you know, H frames below the, the, the sign, they don't really stick in a frozen ground, but if there's snow, you can kind of stick it in the snow and it's okay. But if you catch some wind, it, you know, the snow loosens up and it, it doesn't hold very well. But what I did, what I realized, you know, fairly quickly after that is I didn't actually need the stakes, believe it or not. I could just wedge the chloroplast sign right in the snowbank. But what was so crazy about it is because the snowbank was so high, it was at eye level, right? A lot of times those 18 by 24 signs are in the grass, in the lawn, and you're driving by them. They, they catch your attention sometimes. Um, and, and, and every once in a while, there's nothing else going on. You can see them fl- flying around and flimsying around. But because this was at eye level of the driver, you couldn't not see it. So I went out and I'm putting them all over the place and getting all excited. And, oh, this is funny. So, so come to find out that a lot of cities, and this is back in the early days where I just didn't have as much knowledge as I do today, but there were some different sign ordinances that had restrictions on where you could place signs, how you could place signs, and everything in between. Some different real estate exemptions for for sale signs versus advertising signs. And so I've got these up and, you know, I started in, in, in the city that I lived in. Um, and I remember that they had a, a, a code enforcement person at the city that went and collected all of these signs and took them down and said, hey, you've, you've violated uh, the sign ordinance. You can come pick up your signs. So I went and picked them up. And of course, being the little rebel that I am, <laughs> I, uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to still do this because it's working well. I got, I'm generating leads. I got to keep going here. This is a great marketing campaign. So, so then I adjust my strategy and I start putting the signs up on Friday at 5 p.m. after all of the, the city workers are gone for the weekend. So instead of doing like 20, 30 of them, I just go all in and just plaster every single corner of every single intersection in a couple of cities. And I get advertising from Friday to Monday morning. It was amazing. And it ended up generating a, a lot of opportunities back then. And it, and it worked well. But I share this story with you because in life, in business, the persistence is what pays off. And when you see opportunity, you have to capitalize on it. And sometimes when things are going well, you're not evaluating your process, your programs, your marketing initiatives. You're not evaluating the analytics to go, hey, this is working, we have to do more. You assume that things are always going to be good. You assume that it's always gonna be successful. Well, signs like that don't work nearly as well as they did back then. I'm not saying that they might not work today, but they don't work at the same level they did then. And so it's interesting how many campaigns we've had throughout our career and throughout the history of KLRE where we've learned something early on and went all in, boom, this is working. We're getting response. And so if you're in a position right now where you found something that's working, maybe it's not even a marketing initiative. 
Maybe it's the way you follow up with clients. Maybe it's a message that you send out. Maybe it's something you do on social media. It won't always stay that way. You have to go all in and you have to go all in today. Competition is coming. Other companies, other agents, other teams are going to learn about your strategy and they're going to beat you. If you don't keep moving, you have to constantly innovate every single day. Right. And so today, obviously we, you know, it's a different story with all the billboards, radio, TV, buses, trains, planes, billboard, you, everything you can think of, we do, and we do it at, at scale. But back then I didn't have the budget, but still the same mindset. And that's why I want to share that story. Mindset was still the same. Now I've, you know, had a lot of learning opportunities throughout the years and, and, uh, a lot of things didn't go well, but I learned from them. And so I have a lot more experience today. When we launch things, we have a better idea of what it's going to look like. It's a little more planned out. We've got a lot of process people around us, uh, to think through things before we launch them. But with all that being said, these types of things can work. There are so many things in front of you every day that you can do to generate business. You just have to choose to do it. And when you start, you can't stop. I can't tell you how many people in the world find something that is successful. They do it. It works super well and they stop. They stop. So many people and you ask them, oh, hey, that was working so well. Why'd you change course or why'd you stop? It's like human beings just want to make things more difficult for themselves. So today, whether it's signs, whether it's social media, whether it's something you write, whatever it is, I want you to take action today and follow through and keep going. Don't stop. And remember, you're closer than you think you are to another level of success. Most people stop right before they get there. Keep going, my friends. If you love this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast network, probably the network that you're listening to it through right now. And if you'd be so kind and you want to give me a personal thank you, please leave a five-star review if we've earned it and if you love our episodes and leave a comment if you could. Believe it or not, those things help the podcast algorithm get more exposure for this podcast, which in return can help more agents, teams, and brokers take their business to the next level. As always, I'm grateful that you spent time with me today and that you listened to the entire episode. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Let's go.